0: This is Cashflow Ninja, episode 80, with Reed Goosens.
1: Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast empowering and inspiring people to discover how to generate their own income and manage, grow, and protect their own wealth in the new economy. Now, here is your host, MC Laubscher.
0: Hello everyone, MC Lobster here and welcome to another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. In today's episode, we're going to look how foreigners can start investing in the United States and more specifically, how foreigners can start investing in real estate in the United States. My guest today is Reed Goosens. Reed moved to the United States in 2012 to pursue a career in structural engineering. However, he discovered a passion for real estate investing. With limited funds and no credit, Reed went from purchasing a small duplex to growing his own real estate investing firm, RSN Property Group. Reed now syndicates large multi million dollar deals across the United States. Reed is also the host of the up and coming podcast Investing in the U.S. An Aussie's Guide to U.S. Real Estate, wherein he invites other distinguished real estate investors and entrepreneurs to speak with them about their success and help guide other international investors who want to successfully invest in the United States. Please share your feedback and thoughts on today's interview. You can let me know your thoughts on Twitter and tweet me at MC Lobsher or by email, info at cashflowninja.com. And please remember to join our mailing list by signing up at cashflowninja.com or texting Cashflow Ninja one word, all capitalized, to 44222, that's two fours and three twos. As some of my listeners may know, I live in Newtown, Pennsylvania, a town that's about 45 minutes away from Philadelphia, the birthplace of the United States, the home of the cheesesteak, the Rocky Steps, and also the hometown of the beloved founding father, Benjamin Franklin. Benjamin Franklin believed an investment in knowledge pays the best interest and early to bed and early to rise makes a man healthy, wealthy, and wise. The Cashflow Ninja have aligned itself with partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner on it provides supplements, nutrient dense and earth grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a ten percent discount with coupon code GET ON IT at CashflowNinjaHealth.com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middlemen. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as $1,000 and do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at Cashflow Ninja Wealth. Dot com And don't forget our wise partner, Audible. You can download any audiobook for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can download your free audiobook at CashflowNinjaBook.com.
1: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas from Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to the Cashflow Ninja Podcast with your host, MC Lobsher. You must be prepared to ignite.
2: Reed, welcome to the show. G'day, MC. How's it
0: going, mate? Can you uh, share a little bit about your background and your journey as an entrepreneur and real estate investor with my audience?
2: Yeah, sure thing. Well, as your audience probably already knows, you and I are both not from this country. Uh, we live in this country. We, we do a lot of business here. Um, but my story really starts back in 2009. Uh, I'd, I'd done a bit of backpacking throughout the United States, had um, returned back to Australia, uh, after being away for a couple of years and I was uh, my, my backgrounds in structural engineering and, and I'd graduated was it was at a day, was at a day job and I was sort of looking at myself saying I can't be in this cubicle for the next 40 years of my life I was I don't know 25 26 years old and I, I just thought this can't be the answer this just can't be I can't be working for a uh, you know a corporation being you know feel like a very small cog in in the big machine so I, I was definitely trying to I felt like a you know I had more to give so what i was i went through a period of time of trying to find what that giving was or what that you know inner desire was to to become and that was an entrepreneur and i didn't know it at the time and i didn't know that i wanted to get involved in real estate but what i did know is that i needed to get my money working for me so so i started educating myself on different forms of of make, making your money work for you for you from uh, you know investing in the stock market to investing in real estate and and real estate really struck a chord with me because I, I was a structural engineer working on some very, very large projects. I've, I've worked in uh, in London th- for the 2012 Games back in 2008. I've worked, you know, all over the world, New York, London, England, um, Australia, Fiji, Thailand. And everywhere I went, I saw these big developers making a lot of money, but I didn't understand how they made, you know, how, how was I forming this team, this structural engineering team to build them their, you know, project. So... I really started educating myself on on the investment side, and that's where I picked up Rich Dad Poor Dad, and uh, that that book changed my life completely. And um, and so f- from there, I in 2009 I was living in Australia, and and I was um, uh, you know I started consuming as much knowledge as I could. I went to seminars, boot camps, gurus, all the stuff that you have here in the United States. Um, at the same time, I uh, had also met uh, my when I was backpacking in 2009 throughout the United States. I actually met an American girl who uh, moved to Australia uh, to, to do university. And when we ended up dating and, um, after she'd p- finished her, her university masters, we, uh, in 2011, we packed up our lives and, and moved back to New York city because New York city was, um, you know, the, the, the sort of, it's got this hunger about, it and I really wanted to live there. You know, you walk down the street of New York, New York city and you think you're killing it in life. And you look across the street and there's some 21 year old Facebook CEO who's, you know, a, a billionaire. And, and so I, I really had the drive to live in New York City, and so in 2011, we packed up our, our stuff and, and moved halfway across the world, and, and now I'm here uh, investing in real estate. So that's a little bit about how I've got to where I am, and I can elaborate a little bit more if you want.
0: Being also not from this country, I, I understand uh, when you start out over here. So Reed, when you started your investing career, obviously credit is a problem here. Right. It um, takes some time for us to establish that. And then uh, there's some limited funds as well. But how? Uh, so how did you get started investing in real estate?
2: Yeah, well, just to backtrack just slightly, I, I remember when I first landed on, in in New York City. I was within the first two weeks. I was at my first real estate networking event in in uh, NYC, and I thought real estate networking in Australia was awesome. But by gosh. Real estate networking in New York City was like on steroids. It was just – it blew my mind. Um, and, and through those networking events, I was able to educate myself on U.S. real estate. And that was probably the first thing I had to do, right, MC? It wasn't just like – Australian real estate and American real estate is completely different, and and the barriers to entry here in the United States are a lot lower. Um, so, <clears throat> educating myself on lingo, stuff like that, um, and once I had got to a point uh, after about six months of, of educating myself, reading more American-based books and investing, I was ready to pull the trigger. And I had a bit of analysis paralysis, and that's when I sort of came across the oh, I don't have any credit, I don't have money. or well, I had money, but I didn't have, I couldn't leverage that money. So. I had to purchase my first deal all cash, and that first deal, um, what I did was by purchasing it all cash, I, I opened up a bank account in the in the little town that, that the property was um, was based, which was in Syracuse in upstate New York, because I could drive um, to that. To that market and and it was cheap for me you know i had fifty thousand dollars and i could buy a thirty five thousand dollar duplex or triplex so over a period of like six six to seven months i was depositing or my, my property manager was depositing rental checks into the bank account that i'd set up at the local bank uh the local credit union and over that period of time i was able to establish um even though my credit wasn't as going as you know Skyrocketing as quickly as I'd like, I was able to establish with that local bank that I was showing that this property was producing income, and then from that I was able to refi some of my money out of it, uh, plus get a line of credit, and I was able to purchase property number two, and then over a period another uh, six months I was saved up some more money and purchased property number three. So within a period of about eighteen months, um, just using a bit of time um, to, and, and proof that you know these these income properties were producing some income, some significant income, uh, I was able to show the local bank, and this is key here to all your listeners out there, if you are investing here in the United States and you have bad credit, um, establishing relationships with a local branch manager is very, very important. Um, I, I found that hugely helpful in, in my career. They wanted to help me. I, I became friends with them, and they were like, yeah, we're sure we would love to lend or help, you know, refi some money out of your portfolio. So that's how I got um, my, my feet wet here in the United States.
0: And that was a local bank in the town, not a very large uh, national, international brand, right?
2: That's correct. Yeah. And and part of what my business today, uh, MC, is that I help international investors get um, access to financing, access to um, different types of, uh, just understanding the process that you have to go through as an international investor to buy US real estate. And and one of the major hurdles, obviously, is financing. And I can jump into it. But um, the major thing is Establishing those local um, relationships with those local banks.
0: Yeah, let's jump into the financing a little bit while we're while we're on it. Can you share a little bit just some of the steps that you do uh, help uh, foreign investors with in establishing and creating some uh, financing for their projects?
2: Yeah, yeah, sure. It's so there's a couple of options out there, and people, you know, the number one thing, like I thought when I first moved here, because let's face it, even I was here on a visa and all that good stuff. And I was legally uh, in the country, um, had a social security number. I was still sort of viewed by the bank as like a foreign investor. If you don't have credit, you, you, you essentially, um, you're invisible. So I tell all my international investors that there are four sort of, or well, four or five options out there for them. And the first one is really about, um, high net worth, high net worth individuals. If they have a portfolio of real estate in their home country, that is worth a million dollars or more, um, banks like HSBC and Goldman Sachs definitely uh, can leverage against those existing portfolio. Um, the catch twenty two is that you have to be putting down a significant amount of down payment. I think in the order of three to four hundred thousand dollars. Now, if you're putting down three to four hundred thousand dollars, you're probably buying a large multifamily or a very luxurious house in the Beverly Hills here in LA. <laughs> um, so, so that's that's sort of number one, and they're they're pretty pretty um, competitive. Interest rates. Um, if you're a high net worth individual, things become a lot easier. But um, I've dealt with a few of those, a few of my clients who who, are the, who who hit that category, and it, it's a different realm. So I'm not going to go too much into it. Uh, the, the big banks here in the united states they do uh, some banks do lend to foreign uh, investors but they there is a time and processing issue and and if you want to act quickly it's not really the best way to go about it um, plus the interest rates are a little higher um, so so in combination of being slow and high interest rates it's sort of there's no point. In, well, there's no, not there's no point, but it may be used as a secondary option once you've got into uh, a deal, and maybe in 12 months' time you can refinance out and, um, and with with some cheaper debt. The third option, um, which is really really handy, if you depending on your investment strategy, is obviously hard money. And hard money is, you know, as you know, MC, it is really based. It's a, it's a locale based uh, investing, you know, investors or group of investors who lend against the the asset itself, uh, and that's very very beneficial for some investors. Uh, internationally, because they don't look at you, the borrower, as much. They look more at the asset. Uh, yes, interest rates are higher, but they get to they do act quickly, and, and and there may be an investment strategy where you're buying a distressed property, you put in some tender love and care, and in the period of six to twelve months, and use the strategy that I said before about developing local relationships with your bank in 12 months time you could you know refinance that hard money out with a local uh, with some some cheaper debt and from the uh, relationships you established with your local bank um the, the final one is also, which I love and, and we 'll get into it in a little bit is um, is obviously partnering with a local person on the ground and leveraging their credit, leveraging their ability to get financing um, and, and I like to call it syndication um, but you know it 's essentially leveraging a, a local american based uh, investor and you can partner with them and it becomes a lot easier so there the sort of four 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 steps
0: yeah and you 'd mentioned besides obviously the self education and educating yourself. Uh, the different lingo and obviously the different market and how the real estate market works here and the differences between the market back in Aussie and the United States, you found a mentor very early on to help you get started. Can you speak to the power that this mentor played in your success and just your overall view of the importance of mentors?
2: Mz mentorship is honestly the most the being been, been the, the the linchpin to my um success since i've been here for i mean, we've been here for five years now um really what happened was I, I found I saw the power of investing in small multifamily. Um, I got to a point where I ran out of my own money, <laughs> like we all do. And I wanted to scale my business. I wanted to keep growing. Um, I saw that if I went into a small duplex, I put it in some tender loving care, uh, I was able to increase rents. And by increasing rents, I was able to increase the cash flow. Now, I thought this is great on a duplex or a triplex, but what about if I could do it on you know 70 units or 100 units? Um, but I didn't know how to make that transition from essentially residential Real estate into commercial. So I needed to get a mentor. Uh, and I found a mentor uh, back in 2013. And we I was really focused on trying to raise capital from other investors, uh, OPM, uh, and develop a syndication brand to help me then, you know, leverage other people's uh, money to then buy. Uh, or co-invest with me in my in my larger deals. Um, mentorship is just, as I said, the, the most important thing. Surround yourself with people who know what they've done, who know what they're doing, and, and who have done have experience. Because when you start raising capital. One of the biggest things is experience, and we're not all born with you know twenty years worth of real estate investing experience. So, leveraging mentors, leveraging other people in your sphere is very, very, very important. And I, I can't speak highly, more highly of, of getting a, a good a good mentor who's actually doing. Um, you know, who's actually doing real estate because obviously, you know, I'm sure UMC and I've spent a lot of money on going to real estate gurus who claim to have done a lot of stuff back in two thousand and three, but the fact that it's in two thousand sixteen, I'm like, show show me your balance, right? Like we want to be I wanted someone who was credible and actually out there doing stuff and getting it done, as I like to say.
0: No, that's so important. And to your point, I think just from my my experience, I learned more just in an office working for a very, very wealthy real estate investor um, and seeing, obviously, uh, getting his mentorship from him um, than all the gurus that you just mentioned. So it's very, very important. Um now Reid, you're involved in real estate syndications as you've mentioned. Can you tell my listeners what a real estate syndication is and share some of your secrets to a successful real estate syndication?
2: Yeah, sure. So, as I sort of just alluded to before, you know, think of Facebook, think of Google, think of all the big companies out there. Um they didn't their founders didn't just have a ton of capital that they were sitting on to help you know, grow their business. they They also got to a point where they had a great idea and they needed funding, uh, and they then went out to investors and said, "Hey, I've got this great idea, let's pull our money together and let's grow this business." Well, it's the same idea in real estate syndication, except our business is buying large multifamily apartments. So, unlike the tech startup world, uh, you know, I can prove to my investors that a, pat- a particular property may earn a certain amount of cash flow and have a certain return on investment over a period of time. So it's really just sort of pooling investors' money together um, and and you know buying a larger asset that maybe myself as an individual couldn't take down. So think of it like an airplane. You know, we to hire an airplane to get from New York to to Newtown, Pennsylvania, where you're from, MC. It'd, be, it'd cost a lot of money if you're just one single person, but if you distribute or, or, or split up the, the the cost of that uh, aircraft amongst the passengers, then we all can contribute. We can all can benefit from getting from point A to point B, and that's the same as real estate syndication.
0: Let's talk about some of the steps of real estate syndication. So you go out there, obviously, as an investor, you've got systems and processes in place for identifying deals and finding properties. Um, how do you develop that pool of investors that eventually participate in this real estate syndication? And what are some of the steps after you found the deal you have in investors uh, moving forward of actually uh, putting this deal into place and
2: uh, um, moving forward from there? Yeah. Yeah. No, another great question, mate. And people just think oh money's out there and money is out there to be placed in in real estate or in any sort of deals whether whatever whether it be business or whether it be real estate and and as a syndicate it's really your ability or you need to act as the conduit between investors who want to rent their money out and have a really good return on their investment and and your deals you' you're the a syndicator is a person who who has access to great deals you know has a team of people that can help them find those great deals so the way that you need to be that person or that key person of influence is to brand yourself in a way that is that they will look at you and say okay this person knows what he's talking about I trust him and and that's very very key when you start out is people will invest in your real estate deals or in a syndicating deal really more based on your story and if they trust you so having that personal brand having a logo having a website um doing podcasts doing you know being writing blogs being a key person of influence and and you might think oh well, that's a lot of work well yes it is a lot of work but because you're raising capital from other people and it's very very important to to know that you need to treat their capital better than you treat your own capital um, and to develop that trust and transparency and credibility there's some, some specific steps that I like to teach my investors how to actually get across that they are credible. And, and one of them is partnering with mentors. Uh, a second one is, you know, obviously developing a website, developing a logo, developing a brand. A- and, and the third one is developing a pitch deck, you know, a sample pitch deck where people can, you can take it to a potential meeting uh, with an investor and say, hey, look at this great pitch deck that I've put through or put together. Um, I'm partnering with uh, these four people who have over 20 years experience um, I brought this team together. This is a type of deal. Would you be interested? And it's about those conversations uh, happening over a period of time that you slowly start developing your, your database. And then when you do find a deal, you can hopefully go back to that database and say, "Well, hey, look, guys, we've got a deal that meets your investment criteria. Let's uh, let's move move forward to the next step."
0: Yeah, and it's so important too. And we've touched about mentorship uh, early in this conversation too. But that is so key if if you have developed the skill set in analyzing properties and invested in yourself, Increase your financial education. You're looking at deals constantly, and eventually you find that deal. Taking that to investors, if you have that mentor with you to be able to say, listen, this is the deal that I found. Um, I do not have experience in doing this, but my mentor, so-and-so, has done X amount of these deals. I mean, it just gives us so much more credibility. Right to uh to that and not just with real estate looking at all types of investments uh that now that I think just just think in general too if you know that there's someone's uh, that someone is involved that's already had uh a, a very very uh, successful track record of success in investing it really does make it a lot easier um besides the great deal obviously that's <laughs> let's put the let, let's put the horse before the cart here right yeah
2: yeah but but i will say that people who you know who say, "Well, if you've got a great deal, you're gonna your money. will you'll find money." Well, I'll say to those people, you probably never raised a bloody penny in your life, <laughs> yeah. because you know when you're first starting out, it's really, really important to, to say people invest in you, and if you can't show that track record or those that team around you, then it's going to be hard. And trust me, I've been there. I, my first deal was it was bloody hard to get the the thing over the line. We got it there, and I only raised a, a portion of the capital, but. I was still involved at 250 units and um, it was tough and and it gets easier. It's like a snowball. It will get easier, but it goes back to personal branding. It goes back to making sure you're investing in your your own personal content and becoming a key person of influence or a person of influence in your sphere.
0: Let's talk about building a team too, because you've got some really good insights just on how to develop a team to execute that vision and plan that you have. What are some of the, the secrets to building a team packed with all
2: stars around you? Yeah, that's a that's a good one, isn't it? It's the, everyone. There's there's so many steps to syndication and, and raising money, and like any business, it, you you need a good team around you, and particularly if you're investing out of state and and on what I like to you know because I'm I help international investors buy U.S. real estate, it's it's about investing in, in a foreign country. So, um, the team members that I like to have on my team is you know making sure your property manager is the most important person in your team. They are your eyes and ears on the ground um, to make sure that you execute uh, the deal correctly or the deal is being executed correctly. So, I... I definitely vet my, my property manager, you know, to the nth degree to make sure that the, the, they're worth their weight in gold. Um, and they're not going to pull the wool over my eyes, uh, you know, but particularly if I live I live in New York, uh, sorry, L.A., and I invest in Texas. So, like, you know, I'll go down there once a month or, or once every uh, six weeks. But in that period of, between that, I want to make sure that they're doing their job and, you know, I'm acting as the asset manager. So, having a, a good, solid property manager on your team is very, very key. I like to ping them and ask them questions about certain, how they their processes Um, you know, how they evict tenants, um, what's the type of, uh, um, you know, track record that they have because they you want to see that if they're managing a 50-unit property, that they've had experience managing a 50-unit property. They don't just have experience managing single families. Um, I also want to see that, like, their the bidding process, if they have, you know, if the issues need, come up with the property and uh, it needs to be fixed and it's a, it's a significant amount of money, are they getting three bids or are they just, you know, going to their, their best mate and giving them the work and, and inflating the price? Um, so i really, really like to vet my property manager. Um, another, obviously... Really key person is is a broker, a local broker in in a in a market, and and building credibility with a broker isn't. There's no rocket science behind it. There's no silver bullet. It really is. If you reach out to a broker and you close on a deal, they're going to keep coming back to you again and again and again because you prove that you've closed on a deal, and they're going to start giving you pocket listings, and the deal flow is starting is going to will increase. I know a lot of people out there have a lot of trouble. Um, getting credibility with brokers. And there's there's nothing special about it. It's just about making those phone calls and then actually executing on a deal. Um, the other person I like is obviously a GC, a general contractor. Um, it might not be a part of the, the property manager. It might just be someone that you may, particularly on larger buildings like with two. We, we just closed on two hundred ninety-six units. I always like to have a property manager, uh, sorry, a GC walk the property with me just to make sure that I may not see something that he may see. And in terms of code violations, I also like to make sure that he's there. Um, just to, to advise me on what I need to be doing and spending, make sure I don't have any issues with the city. Uh, and the last person on my team is obviously a financing person. but It doesn't have to be in the area where I'm investing, but maybe in the state, uh, someone that I can go to once I do I have found a deal um, and they can help me get some really good debt on, on the property and we can go ahead and execute.
0: No, there's a lot of gold in uh, some of those points. One of the things that I also want to point out from personal experience when I started my, my career in, in real estate as part of an acquisition team for a very uh, a successful private investor, what we did in that office too is a lot, obviously a lot of syndication, but you've mentioned pocket listings. Mm-hmm. So if a deal comes in and we're not grabbing that deal, we knew exactly who to take it to. That never, ever got listed. Right. So right. I don't know how many. <laughs> there was not a lot of listings done in that office because the deals come in and we know exactly what investor is going to take that um, if we don't want it. So definitely a very, very uh, important person to have part of your team. Reid, now what markets do you currently invest in in the, in the U.S. and why?
2: Uh, so I started – I cut my teeth on um, in upstate New York just because I could drive when I was living in New York back in 2011 to 2013. Um, I've invested in Philadelphia. I've done a few house flips there. Um, I've sold those. I like the Philadelphia market, but from a, uh, a large multifamily aspect um, – Philly may not be the, the state. I, I do like it for ground-up construction in Philadelphia. There's the city to get approvals by the city. It's, it's pretty quick. Um, I, my main investing is in happening in Texas. Uh, I, I'm invested in Houston and Dallas-Fort Worth. I'm looking at markets San Antonio and Kansas City. And um, I've developed through my own podcast and network. I've started to develop um, my own teams or or leverage other people's teams in other people's markets. And what does that mean? Well as you start developing uh your 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 brand and whatnot people will approach you and say hey you know reed can you i've got a deal here in xyz like well hang on i need to know you know vet you first and if i vet if i vet the person and i and i and i trust them and i trust their teams on the ground it just means that my ability as a syndicator i don't have to go and reinvent the wheel and have to start all over again uh and developing that team so i do like to look at other markets kansas city is one of them as san antonio is a new market i'm looking at um i do like albuquerque new mexico as well that's another person in my close sphere that has just started investing out there and he's built out his team so i'll leverage him um so they're the sort of five to six markets that i'm looking at right now and, and i'm always keen to look at any market it just or any deal i should say it, i look at the deal make sure it works and then i look at the market to make sure the metrics are there and uh and, and it meets my criteria
0: what are you seeing overall in the uh, I know real estate is obviously a local uh, local thing to to geography um, but from a national standpoint what do you in what state do you think the current real
2: estate market is yeah I think it's I look at it and I'm going to get real technical here, (laughs) but I look at it as a point of view of depending on what you want. Here in LA right now, existing assets are trading at higher than the cost of replacement. So there's a lot of ground up construction happening. Uh, In Texas, existing assets are trading less than... Um, uh, the cost of construction, depending on what submarket you're in, uh, and that's what I like to call tier one and tier two cities. So, in the tier one cities, yeah, it's very frothy right now. There's a lot of there's a lot of movement, a lot of real estate. There's a lot of demand. So when there's a lot of demand for 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 product, there's a lot of supply, and in construction is hitting the market. Um, uh, that also means we're at a certain point in the cycle, uh, and if you follow cycles, then you will know that <laughs> that is uh, at a point where it, it, we're towards the top. Um, and then in, in other markets like Dallas, Fort Worth, um, I, I'm seeing that it's it's very very frothy in the in multifamily investing game, and a lot of people, every man and the dog, are trying to get into repositioning multifamily. So you know, depending on your your investment uh, risk and your investment um, appetite. There may be potential to do. I now I'm looking at some small uh, some land land developments in in, in um in Houston. Uh, I always want to have my cash flowing deals coming through the door, but I also want to make sure that I'm having a lot of capital. So I'm diversifying a little bit. I'm looking at other types of assets like um, mobile home parks and storage units um, for for where the, it may not be as, as as frothy as the multifamily game because it is very very hard to find a cracking deal right now in in those markets that i'm that i'm investing in overall i think there is a there will be some sort of correction or or some not correction but some sort of dip um and i don't have a crystal ball um but obviously with the new presidential election everyone's sort of waited is waiting with bated breath to see how this is going to play out and how this is going to affect the markets and in 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 in, in fact affect interest rates and if interest rates will go up um i'm sure they will (laughs) and how that will affect um you know uh, borrowing and lending and spending and, and all that good stuff
0: now read one habit i've observed from wealthy and successful people is that they've they're always studying new subjects and learning new skills what are you currently studying and what new skill sets are you currently learning
2: yeah that's that's a good one um, i'm actually doing a little bit more um, focusing more on uh, meditation and and this is it's going to sound a little a little free but i'm focusing a little bit more on meditation and Developing my systems within my business, um, because I've obviously learned. Um, I'm not saying I've I've learned and I've come and arrived. I, I need to continue learning in real estate, but there's come to a point where I need to uh, expand my team. And expanding my team means that I need to bring on more employees. I need to develop my systems, and I need to, um, you know. Uh, allocate tasks and, and being a person like an entrepreneur where you hold it all together and you you don't want to let anyone you know it's your it's your baby it's your it's your product you don't want to let anyone else you know touch it <laughs> you got to get you got to get better at like just distributing it out to people because you know I I'm only I've only got 24 hours in the day and I'm only one human so I, I need to don't want to spread myself too thin and then let things fall through the cracks so so right now I'm really working on, on mindset and um and to help me scale my business and and, and developing out my team.
0: No, very, very important. It's a a lesson that I learned, too, and I had the exact same feeling, too. It's tough (laughs) tough to to let go of it, but you have to in order to, to keep growing and developing your business.
2: 100%.
0: Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and were only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be?
2: Um, the biggest, I remember my dad um, <laughs> he said to me one day when I was little, a fool and their money is easily parted. And and what does that mean? I've taken a lot of steps out of that, and, and I would bestow the same knowledge to, to, to my future generation. So it really means education. Educate yourself on how to impl- you know, implement your money into certain investments. Um, and, and, education is the key to anything. So that's the first one. <clears throat> the second one is obviously doing the right thing. I've always, always a big, um, believer in, in karma. You know, you do the right thing to someone, you know, it will come back to you in spades. So not always expecting, you know, your handout, a lot of people go around the, this world and they have the handout first saying, you know, pay me first and then I'll give you my advice or whatever it might be. I'm always about trying to help people where I can and, and help them get to the next stage. So it's always be willing to give your time up. Uh, and the third, the third one is, is never give up. Um, that's probably a big one Uh, a lot of people entrepreneurs uh, about um, you know real estate investing or just in entrepreneurship in general it's hard it's a lonely game um, when you're out there doing it yourself just don't give up and and the advice to future generations is that if you are if you are passionate about something and you know that it will work and you have the belief that it will work then keep going don't don't give up (laughs) so they're the three
0: awesome thank you for sharing that uh, Read what you've mentioned. Uh, Robert Kiyosaki's "Rich Dad Poor Dad." Are there any other books that you would recommend to my listeners?
2: yeah um how to pitch anything is a good book i can't remember the author of that book i have read that a few years ago uh and dale carnegie's um how to win friends and influence people that's uh, the two books that i that i really really like um right now i'm actually writing my own book so it's 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 uh I've, i haven't spent as much time reading i've been more writing which is uh, a little bit harder to be on the the author side than it is to be on the the readership side so they're the two books i, I really really enjoy
0: Awesome. Well, definitely keep us posted about your book and uh, when it becomes available. And Will do. Uh, I'll share that with my listeners too. Um, now, Reed, how can my audience learn more about you and your company, your podcast, and just keep informed of all the projects that you're involved with?
2: Yeah. So my company uh, that I founded is RSN Property Group. Um, I have a podcast on that. So if you go to rsnpropertygroup.com, that's R for Roger, S for, S for Sam and for Nancy. Uh, click on the podcast link and I have a podcast called Investing in the US and it's an Aussie's guide to US real estate. So it's really my guide to international investors to say, hey, these are the pitfalls, watch out for them. Um, and and you know this is how you can benefit from investing here in the United States. It's great currency, stable uh, government, uh, and you get good yield. So there, that's where you can hit me up. Uh, you can reach me. And if you want to hit me up and you know, you're know ever in L.A. and you want to jump out for, for a beer or, or a coffee or some lunch, then you can shoot me uh, an email at uh, reed, R-E-E-D, at rsnpropertygroup.com.
0: Fantastic. Reed, well, thank you so much for coming on the show and sharing your journey and uh, your knowledge and providing so much value to my listeners at a fantastic time and had a blast. Cheers, mate. Hi, this is MC Lobsher, the host of the Cashflow Ninja podcast. As you may know, I'm also the President and Chief Wealth Strategist of Valhalla Wealth Financial. We help individuals, families, small businesses, entrepreneurs and professionals build their wealth outside of Wall Street and help investors maximize the use of every dollar in their personal economy and boost their investment gains. We do this by combining their capital and investments with the financial vehicle of the wealthy, according to the infinite banking concept. If you are interested in learning more, you can email me at info at cashflowninja.com and I will send you a copy of Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker. Thank you for joining me and my guest, Reed Goosens from RSN Property Group, on the Cashflow Ninja podcast today. If you like a complimentary copy of How to Win Friends and Influence People by Dale Carnegie that Reid recommended in our interview, you can text FRIENDS, all capitalized, to 44222. That's FRIENDS to 44222. If you like what you hear and appreciate what we're trying to build here at the Cashflow Ninja, please subscribe, rate, and review our show on iTunes and share our show with friends, family, and your network. I really have been humbled by your support and feedback. I love getting those emails from you guys. And as always, if there's any way that I could provide more value to you and serve you better, please reach out to me and email me at info at cashflowninja.com. Please don't forget to take advantage from the offers of our partners that aims to empower you to be healthy, wealthy, and wise. Our healthy partner, it provides supplements, nutrient-dense and earth-grown foods, and fitness equipment to help you achieve your next level of well-being and total human optimization. Our listeners can get a 10% discount with coupon code it at and Ninja Health. Dot com. Our wealthy partner, Fundrise, gives everyone the opportunity to invest directly in high-quality real estate without the middleman. Fundrise makes the process of investing in the highest-quality commercial real estate from around the country simple, efficient, and transparent. You can get started with as little as a $1,000 and do not have to be an accredited investor to participate in some of their offerings. You can check them out at Cashflow Ninja Wealth. Dot .com and don't forget our wise partner Audible. You can download any audiobook for free when you try Audible for 30 days. You can download your free audiobook at dot com. That's our show for today, everyone. Until next time, be amazing and live a life of passion and purpose on your terms.